Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hey friends, happy Friday, and I hope you have a fantastic weekend starting tomorrow and that the weather is super nice for you guys. But thank you for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast. As usual, I am Jen, your host. But since today we are going to be reading a lot, we have um, quite a few verses to read. Let's just go ahead and jump right into Genesis 46, verses 8 through 34. We're going to finish out this chapter and uh, talk about this a little bit. And I will be reading out the W.E.B. version. Of course, as usual, you can read out of whatever version you prefer. But make sure to grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea on this uh, sleepy morning. At least I'm sleepy. (laughs) Let's go ahead and start reading the Bible. These are the names of the children of Israel who came into Egypt, Jacob and his sons. Reuben, Jacob's firstborn. The sons of Reuben, Hanuk, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon. Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of the Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi, Gershon, Kehoth, and Merari. The sons of Judah, Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Er and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Issachar, Tola, Puva, Eob, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elon, and Jalil. These are the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Padan Aram, with his daughter Dina. All the souls of his sons and daughters were thirty-three. The sons of Gad, Ziphian, Haggai, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Erodi, and Areli. The sons of Asher, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Berea, and Sarah, their sister. The sons of Berea, Haber, and Malkiel. These are the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to Leah his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob, even sixteen souls. The sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph and Benjamin. To Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Becher, Aishbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel who were born to Jacob, all the souls were fourteen, the sons of Dan, Hushim, and the sons of Naphtali, Jazeel, Guni, Jazer, and Shilam. These are the sons of Bilhah, whom Laban gave to Rachel his daughter, and these she bore to Jacob. All the souls were seven. All the souls who came with Jacob into Egypt, who were his direct offspring, in addition to Jacob's sons' wives, all the souls were sixty-six. The sons of Joseph, who were born to him in Egypt, were two souls. All the souls of the house of Jacob who came into Egypt were seventy. Jacob sent Judah before him to Joseph to show the way before him to Goshen, and they came into the land of Goshen. Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, in Goshen. He presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face that you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's house, I will go up and speak with Pharaoh and will tell him, My brothers and my father's house, who were in the land of Canaan, have come to me. These men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of livestock, and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. 
It will happen when Pharaoh summons you and will say, What is your occupation? That you shall say, Your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth even until now, both we and our fathers. That you may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot of names and a lot of unique names that I had a hard time pronouncing. Although I was laughing when I was reading this because there's one son, I think it was Asher, that named all of his sons, I swear, he named them all very similar. He named them Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Berea, and Sarah. And I feel like, you know how people nowadays will name all their kids like Emma names, like Michael and Mary and um, I don't know, whatever else. I just think it's funny because it seems like some of these sons did the same thing with their kids and named them very similar with like the Oz and stuff at the end of their name. Ishva, Berea, Sarah, Imna. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just one guy, Asher. It's just kind of funny to me. It seems like a few other people did that as well. I think Benjamin named two of his sons Moopum and Hoopum. I mean, come on, that's definitely not a coincidence that he named them Moopum and Hoopum. <laughs> like he definitely did that on purpose. No way. And so I'm just kind of laughing because people are so similar nowadays as they were back then. And uh, it, it's just very funny to me that even the names, people still do that kind of stuff to this day. For example, my sister and I were named Jamie and Jennifer, and my parents did that because of the J's. And so I just, I crack up because of that. But anyway, so in verse 8, it's basically talking about all the grandsons of Israel, or Jacob, also known as Jacob who came into Egypt, and uh, they talk about every single son from the firstborn all the way to the lastborn, I think. I might be wrong about that. But it starts with the sons of Leah, and then the sons of um, Bilhah, the sons of Rachel, and the sons of Zilpah, I think. Let's see here. No, I'm sorry. It was actually Leah, Zilpah, um, Rachel and then Bilha. I sometimes uh, mistake Bilha and Zilpa because they've got similar names in my mind. But anyway, it talks first about the sons of Leah that she gave to Jacob. And uh, basically, it starts with Reuben, goes down to Simeon, Levi, and then Judah. It talks about Judah, and it kind of stops at Judah's a little bit and gives a little side note. It says here, Er and Onan died in the land of Canaan. And so it kind of mentions that because we already knew that story that Aaron Onan had died because they were actually wicked. They were very evil and God ended up basically doing away with them because they had done something super evil. Now, Aaron, we don't know what Aaron did to make God angry, but we do know what Onan did to make God angry. And you can actually listen to that episode. I think that was... Um, Genesis 38 that we talked about that one. So you can go back and listen to uh, a little bit more of Judah's story in Genesis chapter 38 that we talk about. And it, it kind of stops on Judah's a little bit and gives a side note because actually Judah was the line of the Messiah. It went from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob to Judah, but it actually was the son of Perez, I believe, that continued down the line. And Perez was one of the sons of Tamar, who you can also learn about in Genesis 38 when we talked about some of the problems that was happening with Tamar and with Judah in that chapter of the Bible. But it's important to note this because this is the line of Christ. 
So it's important to know this story, to know where Jesus's line comes from. And so that's kind of why I wanted to make that note there in verse 11 about Judah's sons. And so it continues on. It talks about more of the sons of Leah and um, the sons' sons of Leah. And then also the other wives and Rachel and uh, also Joseph and Benjamin and then Joseph and Benjamin's son. Now, one thing I actually noticed, there's a verse in Acts that actually talks about this particular chapter of the Bible. It's actually Acts 7 verse 14. It says, Joseph sent and called his father Jacob and all of his relatives to him, 75 people. But here in Genesis 46, it says that there were only 70. But many people believe that these were Joseph's other sons that already lived in the land of Egypt or were about to be born that uh, the author of Genesis did not mention. And it wasn't wrong that Luke who had written Acts, had mentioned 75 people in Jacob's family when Genesis mentions 70 people. It's just that Luke was basically um, adding on Joseph's eventual sons. And so that was something I wanted to mention real quick. But anyway, let's go ahead and continue on with verses 28 through 34 and kind of get more into the story here. So it says that Jacob sent Judah before him to Joseph. So he sent Judah. And this is probably because Judah had the most contact with Joseph up until this point. Perhaps Judah had told everything to their father Jacob and had mentioned everything that Judah had said to Joseph and um, this powerful Egyptian official that they didn't realize was Joseph. So probably at this point, Jacob trusts Judah the most, which is kind of funny because Judah was actually the one who had sent Joseph into slavery in the first place, which was kind of interesting. But Judah had the most heart change. And I bet that Jacob realized that, that Judah had the most heart change. So it actually says that he sent Judah before the entire family to talk to Joseph, basically, and figure out where they're supposed to go, because they didn't know where they were supposed to go. They didn't understand the land of Egypt. Jacob had definitely never been there before. And so he sends Judah to figure out where they're going. So Judah comes back to the family and he says, all right, we're supposed to go this way. This is where Goshen is. We're supposed to go to the land of Goshen, which is in Egypt. So it says that uh, Jacob and his entire family, all those kids, which were, um, I believe, 64 kids, went in, or 66 kids, I'm sorry, went into the land of Goshen and Judah went with them and it says that Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel his father in Goshen and so he Joseph immediately goes up and prepares himself makes this beautiful chariot and goes to meet for after 20 years his father who he had not seen in so so long and this was probably something that was just so exciting for Joseph he was probably so excited to finally meet his father again after all these years I bet Jacob was anticipating this couldn't wait to see Joseph and so it says that finally when Joseph gets there to the land of Goshen it says that he presented himself to his father and he fell on his neck and wept for so long. So they were embracing. They were crying. They were so excited to see each other. And it says that this was happening for a long time. This was probably hours that they were just embracing, hugging, and talking with each other and crying and just catching up and doing everything. They were probably just so, so excited to see each other after 
all these years. And it says that Israel said to Joseph, now let me die since I have seen your face that you are still alive. Now to us, that seems kind of like a dramatic statement. But actually, if you remember the dream that Joseph had had just maybe a month beforehand when he was in the land of Beersheba, we had just talked about this on, I believe, Wednesday. We talked about God coming to Israel in a dream and saying that Joseph was going to be beside Jacob on his deathbed. And so now it's almost like Israel is saying to Joseph, finally, you know, this this is complete. This um, prophecy that God is saying is complete because you are alive. Now I can die in peace because I know that God was was faithful. I know that God was telling me exactly what was going to happen. And you are here. You are alive, Joseph. And so this prophecy is being fulfilled that God had told me. <clears throat> and now I can die in peace. I'm just so excited. And I know you're going to be there next to me on my deathbed. So it's not really a dramatic statement, but more of a very faithful statement. He had faith because of God. You know, he was he was kind of praising God, thanking God for this prophecy that had come true. And so it wasn't really a dramatic statement. It was more just like a at last statement. And so then in verse 31, Joseph is talking to all of his brothers and to his father. And he says, I'm going to go up. I'm going to go talk to Pharaoh. I'm going to tell him that you guys have finally arrived, that you're in the land of Goshen. And Pharaoh will probably want to meet you guys. So you're going to have to present yourselves to Pharaoh. So make sure that you look nice. I don't know all this stuff. So he's telling basically his brothers and his father everything that they need to do to prepare to meet Pharaoh. And he says that when Pharaoh asks what you guys do, tell them that you are shepherds, but make sure that you say that we have been shepherds from our youth and that our father and our grandfather were also shepherds. Make sure you mention that because it says here that every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Now I looked up this statement and apparently Egyptians were farmers but we're not shepherds. I think they considered sheep to actually be unclean. They didn't care for sheep. And so people who had sheep were actually abominations to the Egyptians. They didn't like shepherds. So that is why Joseph had told them to go into the land of Goshen because Goshen was far enough away. It probably was very vast and was probably a good place to have shepherds. And so it says that when Pharaoh hears that you guys are shepherds and that shepherds are an abomination to the Egyptians, he's going to tell you to live in the land of Goshen. And this is kind of how this chapter ends here. It ends by Joseph reuniting with his father and explaining to his brothers and to his father everything that they need to do to prepare to live in Goshen and to prepare to meet Pharaoh and everything that they should say to Pharaoh. And so this is how this, this chapter ends here. And we will discuss more about this on Monday. So have a fantastic weekend and make sure you join in on Monday at 6 a.m. or later whenever you feel like joining in on the podcast. But have a fantastic weekend and God bless and happy listening. <laughs>